The Wholeness Network. Awaken to the reality of wholeness. Jeffs became lifelong friends when Jeff Olson was lifelighted to the hospital Jeff O'Driscoll worked. Each having encounters beyond the veil, both of these amazing men shared their wisdom and unconditional love. Doctor, you're now on the scene. Tell us about your experience and how you met this young man over here. <laughs> Well, I met his wife before I met him, oddly enough. I, met neither, I had not met either one of them, but after his accident uh, that he's described, Jeff was brought to my trauma center, mm. and uh, I was elsewhere in the department. I wasn't caring for him. There was other doctors taking care of him, but a nurse came and got me and took me to the trauma room, and uh, when I entered the trauma room, as Jeff described, he was saying goodbye to his wife uh, in a sense, and uh, I came in and said hello mm. because... She was standing above him in the air, observing his care, mm. and uh, communicated her profound gratitude for uh, the help that he was receiving. And uh, as I experienced her presence, uh, I knew who she was, although mm -hmm. I'd never met her. I knew uh, that Jeff was going to live. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that he was going to lose his leg. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, what I think Jeff called a download, uh, this <laughs> profound flow of, mm -hmm. of knowledge that uh, opens the heavens and, and you understand things. Mm -hmm. you, you receive knowledge in a way that you've never considered before. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and for me, uh, I, the room became quiet. Mm -hmm. I could still see people's lips moving, but uh, the, the mm -hmm. room was quiet like mm -hmm. a TV with the sound turned off. Mm -hmm. They could still hear each other, but I was in a different realm, if you will. And I was able to do that because I wasn't providing any medical mm -hmm. care for Jeff. Mm -hmm. Other people were taking care of him. And uh, I could see in all directions at the same time. I walked over and looked down at Jeff on the gurney, and even as I did that, I could still see Tamara standing in the air behind me. Mm -hmm. uh, and... And I'd had other experiences like this, mm -hmm. so it wasn't profoundly new to mm -hmm. me. Um, and after we sent Jeff off to the OR, I went back out and finished my shift and went home. <laughs> Eating an apple. Never, never expected to see him again. Driving home. I never, wow. never anticipated seeing Jeff again. Mm -hmm. And then about a month later, this same nurse came and said, we have to go see Jeff. And I said, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I built those are my, my experiences. I'll mm -hmm. keep them to myself. She goes, no, we have to go. And mm -hmm. so she drugged me kicking and screaming, and Jeff was awake by then. He, it was mm -hmm. about a month later, and we were able to actually visit. Wow. Did you experience her ever, like, leaving, or when he went into the operating room, then, then you know, was she kind of directing what was happening at all, or...? I didn't get the sense that she was offering direction as much as simply observing and expressing her, her appreciation, her gratitude. I've had many experiences like this where I've seen souls leave their bodies at the time of death mm -hmm. or they've come and comforted the loved ones. And mm -hmm. the thing, the common denominator amongst mm -hmm. all of them for me has been that they are profoundly grateful. They are always grateful mm -hmm. for the care that they've received and the efforts that people have made, mm -hmm. no I'll, matter the outcome. Like for the littlest thing that anybody was doing, yeah. she could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. I think what was cool was when 
Dr. O'Driscoll and the nurse came to see me, mm. and I didn't know who they were. I'd never met them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had no idea, but you know, it was small talk for a while, and it was actually the nurse that spoke up first and started saying, we, we came because we had a profound experience in the mm. ER, in the mm -hmm. operating room, and they shared what they had experienced. They didn't know me from Adam. Mm -hmm. They had no idea I had had a profound experience. They had none of that. Mm -hmm. They just came feeling that they should share this. Well, the, the, the wonderful thing for me is here was a clinical doctor. Mm -hmm. Here was a medical doctor, an ER physician, you know, and, and we became friends because I trusted Dr. Mm -hmm. O'Driscoll. Mm -hmm. I, I figured, okay, he's a doctor and he had an experience, so maybe I can share my experience mm -hmm. with him. And if I'm crazy, He'll say, well, Jeff, you ought to have some psychiatric yeah. evaluation. Let's get you down to the psych ward and yeah. have you checked out. But the contrary was, is we became very close because I'd say, well, I experienced this or I felt that. And then as I you know, was released from the hospital and eventually went home, Dr. O'Driscoll would still come around. I mean, talk about a bedside manner. He'd check up on me. Mm -hmm. How's life going? I mean, he was, he was compassionate beyond the medical and the spiritual experiences he had had. He was simply saying, are you doing all right? I mean, I was in a wheelchair. I was attempting to raise my son mm -hmm. on my own. I hadn't learned to walk yet. And then when I got the prosthetic leg, he would check mm -hmm. in and, are you doing all right? But we would have these conversations where I could say, now, what do you make of this? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I felt the divine and there was absolutely no judgment. What, what do I make of that? Mm -hmm. Because I thought it was all about judgment. And I hadn't made I, it to that point yet. Yeah, it was, it was a safe... <laughs> space yeah, where I could yeah. just share what I had experienced. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. O'Driscoll added all kinds of value and insights to that by simply listening mm -hmm. and often replying and saying, you know, I had an experience like that in the ER 20 years ago where mm -hmm. I had something happen like this or that. And um, so it was this common ground that we could talk about things. And uh, gosh, 20 years after the fact, and we're still hanging out and buddies and still talking about spiritual things yeah. in a way that we don't get to in our, you know, day Everyday jobs life. necessarily. Yeah. yeah, I get to overhear a couple of those. And we, were, we were able to talk about a lot of things uh, from a common ground. Mm -hmm. I hadn't had a near-death experience, mm -hmm. but I had a lot of what, we're, what we refer to as shared death experiences. Mm -hmm. When people come to the ER, when people are born, mm -hmm. uh, the veil's drawn back and you can right. have a profound experience. And when people die, uh, you can have those experiences. And the ER is a good place yeah. to congregate around such <laughs> opportunities. True. And so uh, I, I didn't talk about them much. This particular nurse kind of drug them out of me because she had a lot of experiences mm -hmm. and she forced me to talk about them and, and convinced me that it was okay to talk about them sometimes. And that's why she came and got me. She'd already mm -hmm. been in the trauma room and she'd trauma room and she'd seen Tamara mm -hmm. and she came and got me. She said, she's there. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, his wife, she's there. Mm -hmm. And she drugged me down there. And that's why she insisted we go again a month later to his hospital room, and I didn't want to go. And I, I didn't know this for a long time, but uh, Jeff told me probably less than a year ago, he said, yeah, I remember when you came. <laughs> you, you stood in the corner and leaned against the wall. And uh, I thought, that sounds about right. That's, that sounds like me. And his arms we, folded. That's an accurate mm -hmm. recollection. And yeah. But we kind of opened up after that and shared more yeah. because I'd had a lot of spiritual experiences that – are elements of mm -hmm. near-death experiences that you don't have to be near-death to uh, have. Mm -hmm. That's a, I love hearing that from you. Mm -hmm. I so how, what what 
would prompt you to go visit when you did or or would you guys just make arrangements for lunch or how did that how did you sometimes sometimes i'd get a feeling Mm -hmm. sometimes i'd uh, pray about things i'm a Mm -hmm. i'm a prayerful person i love i like to meditate Mm -hmm. contemplate Um, but i also pray sometimes i pray Mm -hmm. when i'm on my bike riding sometimes when Mm -hmm. i'm running sometimes uh, at the foot of the bed in a traditional way kneeling and uh Sometimes I get answers, and I get answers in sentences that I can write down. Mm. And uh, I didn't know this for many years either. I knew about Jeff's guilt and the, how he felt about things, um, but I didn't know the fullness of it. Mm-hmm. And it was several months after the accident. It was when he was able first to go to his home. This mm. was the first time he'd been home. in his home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, one of the days I felt impressed to call him or to go see him, he was unpacking the luggage. I mean, it was six months oh, or eight months yeah. later, but he was unpacking the luggage, wow. moving back into his home. Because before mm-hmm. then, he'd been too sick. He was at his brother's house. Mm-hmm. So his mother invited us, invited me over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, she fixed us this beautiful dinner, which to this day, just a few months ago, I ran into her. And she still apologized because she, <laughs> she thought it didn't turn out as well as it should have. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. Um, but she, uh, she fixed us a beautiful meal. She set the table. We sat down to eat. She served us a meal, and then she left the room and disappeared and left us alone. And we we were there for hours visiting. And uh, before I left, Jeff asked me uh, for for a prayer, mm-hmm. for a special prayer. Mm-hmm. And we followed a pattern that we'd seen uh, demonstrated, for example, in the New Testament, because as he said, he was growing up in a Christian home. And he sat in a chair and I walked around behind him and put my hands on his head and said this prayer. And in this prayer, the words were given to me. Mm. And and in this prayer, he was told, your sins are forgiven. Mm. Fully, ultimately, unconditionally. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was very much a physical, literal confirmation of the spiritual experience he'd had a few months earlier in the Mm -hmm. hospital where he was told there's nothing to forgive. Because he was still struggling with the guilt mm-hmm. of, did I make yeah. that up? Did I imagine that? And it was like his creator said, no, you didn't imagine it. And just mm-hmm. so you can have a second witness of it, mm-hmm. here you go. Well, I'll give it with yeah. your, your earthly senses, what you had with your spiritual And that's sense. the beautiful thing. I hadn't spoken to the doctor mm-hmm. about my guilt. And now I knew what I experienced was real. It was so real to me. But then I kept thinking, but what if? You know, I mean, I, I would yeah. tend to take a step back and say, well, yeah, but maybe. You would. Or what yeah. if? And, and, and without any knowledge, Dr. O'Driscoll, you know, laid hands on me and blessed me and said these profound things, which I just burst into tears mm-hmm. thinking, wow, that's what I was told. But he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. He, he, he can only speak those things by spirit. Now, and, and he's being quite modest. It became a joke in my family because, as you mentioned, I was unpacking the luggage. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't even get into that. You mm-hmm. know, when you're, okay, I'm taking my wife's things out, yeah. my baby's clothes, oh. and do I put them back in the drawer? And it had been a very difficult day, mm-hmm. and then he shows up. Mm-hmm. Other times, there was one particular time, and... Um, in, in vulnerability, I decided I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to go back home. Mm-hmm. And I've got a shotgun in the closet. Mm-hmm. I could easily just end this all. Mm-hmm. And there was about, you know, well, but what about Spencer? Yeah, mm-hmm. but he did great when I was in the hospital mm-hmm. with my brother and his wife. And I have mm-hmm. two brothers that have wonderful wives, and he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. They'd just take him back in again. I can't fight this battle anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
call it quits. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do myself in. Mm -hmm. And I got home, and they put a little ramp in our door, and leaning against the front door was a book. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember the book. I didn't know that you were having those feelings. I didn't know that until no. several months ago when you finally told me. When that. I told you. So here I was, I was at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. And yet as I'm coming up my, you know, the front door, mm -hmm. there's this book. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily about the book. The book had some profound things for mm -hmm. me, but it was like, wow, mm -hmm. somebody really cares. Mm -hmm. Now, I knew my family loved me, but it, it's, right. you know, family's family. And to have mm -hmm. somebody outside and to think, how did he know? Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of got, it's like, how does he know? So the joke in our family was, how does Dr. O'Driscoll know to yeah. just show up? <laughs> on on my worst, darkest yeah. days, he, he called one day, a day after my, the first wedding anniversary that, that mm -hmm. Tamara was gone. Mm -hmm. He didn't know what my wedding anniversary date was. I wow. never mentioned it. He called me on that day, you know, and mm -hmm. said, well, how are you doing? But and, and I know I know how the doctor functions as a prayerful meditative guy. And, and in fact, you ought to share that what you do yeah. to give you the insights to say maybe I ought to take Jeff a book or maybe I ought to well, love exactly that, that because we've all been in this situation. We've all sat here and needed something outside of ourselves, and we all hope for heavenly intervention to make that happen. But it has to come from over here. So how can we be more in this seat? You know, what can we do to be that help to others? Most of the time, answers to prayers come through other people. Right, exactly. My point, yes. And uh, if we're willing to be that other person, it's amazing what willingness can do really? for you. If you're willing to go, mm -hmm. often the errands will come, sometimes more than you want. Right. <laughs> and uh, I remember one morning I was sitting, reading some ancient texts that I find instructive and interesting and stuff. And as I'm doing my morning study, my usual routine, I had this impression. It was more than an impression. It was a voice saying, yeah. go visit so-and-so. Mm. And I thought, yeah, okay. And I went back to my study. And a few minutes later, this voice came again and said, go visit so-and-so. And I said, yeah, yeah, I will. Mm -hmm. as, as if I was talking to somebody, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to my <laughs> studies. And uh, later today, I'll go do it. And the third time, the voice came and said, go now. Just a minute. <laughs> and I thought, all right, already. Why, why didn't you say that in the first place? Wouldn't have been easier for both of us. Yeah. yeah. So I got up, I got dressed, I took off. And uh, about 20, 30 minutes away, I, I parked and went into the building, and into this guy's office where I knew he was. And I came into the outer office uh, where his secretary was seated. And just as I came into the outer office, his door opened and he was coming out of his office, putting his overcoat on to leave. Mm. If I'd have been 30 seconds later, I'd have missed him. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, what's up? And I said, I just had a feeling I need to come see you. Mm -hmm. And we stepped back into his office and he closed the door and we sat down and had a long talk. And I don't know what I was sent there to say, but whatever it was, he received it because it, it meant something to him. It mm -hmm. did something for him. And all I did was just respond to a feeling mm. or an impression after I was beat on the head three times <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and went, you know? Yeah. And isn't that fascinating? Because like you said, knowing and understanding and loving everybody in that profound way, just by you going, even though you say there was no profound thing, that exchange 
gets to happen there and well, isn't that holy for me right but there was something in it for him exactly that's what i'm saying yeah, i, don't know I what didn't I'm... need to be it yeah. was just just having just being in that space of people with the intention to love them maybe that's just even enough maybe you don't have to know exactly yeah. what. and that's the truth of it those little things are the big things mm-hmm. and, and this is something that dr odriscoll has taught me mm-hmm. you know people say well how does that work how do i get a spiritual influence yeah, yeah. or how do i know I mean, it's this simple. Close your eyes and mm-hmm. simply ask mm-hmm. and listen with your heart. Mm-hmm. Who can I do something for today? Mm-hmm. And I almost guarantee an image will come up. You'll mm-hmm. see someone's face. You'll think, gosh, I should call mom. Or mm-hmm. maybe I need to go do that. Or maybe there's a stranger I can just smile to. But almost without a doubt, if you just say, who can I do something for today? Mm-hmm. There'll be a little impression, that little mm-hmm. whisper. And when you act on it, that's the key. Mm-hmm. When you act on it, it seems to open a door for it's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. You test that it was out. That beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that was and it awesome. Will be. Yes. Let's do that again. But it's that it's that simple and yet that powerful. Mm-hmm. Simply asking and being yeah. open to the possibility and trusting. Trusting yeah. that, well, gosh, yeah. I, I saw this person's face in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Yeah. Well, call him up. Go see yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one thing that it must be gifted to you is because that's a vulnerability to knock on the door, stand on, you know, and say, hi, you know, I'm, I'm it here. It can be very unsettling. Uh, especially so you even if you feel don't that way? why you're okay. going okay. or what's going on. It can be very uncomfortable. Um, so you just get past, push past that and eventually it gets less and less. Like how did, or did, Yeah. In, in my book, I talk about one experience. This is right in the midst of Jeff and I having our, you know, meaty conversations. Mm-hmm. And I got this two-word message that said, well, I guess it was three words. It was, go to a certain place, a certain city. That oh. was the whole thing, three words. Go to this place. Mm. And uh, with that comes this flow of knowledge, and you kind of understand, oh, and I found out there's this, this event going on there. And But tickets would be difficult to get, but I, I didn't have to worry about that. I wasn't told to go to the event. I was just told to go to the city, right? Mm. And a few days later, I call up a friend of mine. She goes, I have your tickets for you. I said, what tickets? She goes, and they were, they were tickets to this event. And uh, she, has, wow. she said, I know they're for you. And so she gave them to me. <laughs> and so I went to this place, and I got there early. I had an impression to go early for some reason. So I got there early. I'm standing in the parking lot, um, and this young couple and their two kids come up to me and start talking and we're standing in line together waiting for the door to open we're visiting mm-hmm. the, the two kids got busy and rambunctious and the father took them for a walk and so the mother started sharing with me we started having this conversation she started talking about personal things for some reason and, and the concerns she had and they had been married for years and they loved each other and she she de- deeply wanted this religious Mm-hmm. sanction of their union mm-hmm. and her husband was reluctant for some reason mm-hmm. and to make the whole long story short i go into we go into the building they open the doors i go in i sit down the music's playing the, the event's about to start and this voice that i sometimes don't like <laughs> starts talking to me and tells me that i need to tell this man that it's time for him to give his wife what she wants. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> I said, I don't even know these people. And, uh, and Did you he, find and someone he said, else? He told me, he said, you need to do this. And oh, I said, wow. I'm not comfortable doing this. And, and the voice said, if you don't do this, you'll be held accountable. This is why I brought you here. Okay. 
And so I didn't enjoy the event much. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing about this. So after afterwards, we get done, we, we file out. I look over and this uh, young family's over on the lawn under the shade of a tree and I walked over there. Mm. And you could feel that there was some divine intervention that kind of set the mood because I didn't have to really say much of anything. I walked up to him, he looked at me, we communicated without words initially, and then I said, it's time. And he said, I know. Wow. <laughs> and then he embraced me. Yeah. Wow. And I had this profound spiritual experience on the way home, uh, which I felt was kind of a reward for mm -hmm. having gone on this errand. And then several weeks later, I get a letter from this, oh, this woman thanking me for listening and doing, because mm -hmm. I finally shared with them why mm -hmm. I was there mm -hmm. and she thanked me for listening to heaven and and they went and got this religious sanction of their wow their that's so neat and it was just because I got these three words and I was willing to go yeah and that was right in the middle of wow. a lot of Jeff and I's experiences I didn't know this initially but he told me that his parents or his family thought he had an imaginary friend, <laughs> also named Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's always, convenient. He's Jeff. always in the right place. I would say, right yeah, yeah, Dr. Jeff came by again today. Well, when are we going to meet this guy? Now, my mother got to meet him, but my right. brothers and others, you know, they'd say, well, in fact, even Tanya, we continued to meet even after I'd remarried. And, mm -hmm. and Tanya is the one that kind of said, when do I get to meet this doctor friend? Or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. is this an imaginary friend? This Jeff. <laughs> and the way the way the way he had showed up at times, I almost wondered, is he imaginary? Right, <laughs> because that's un, it's uncanny. Yeah, yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. That's awesome. Well, Jeff O and Jeff O, pleasure to be with you today. Um, <laughs> their books, the knowing, knowing, and not yet. I that you can find them on thewholenessnetwork.com, um, in our store. And amazing, amazing writers and storytellers and amazing men. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for letting <laughs> us come. Thank you for listening. Join the community of knowledge and growth at thewholenessnetwork.com.